Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Hope you're all having a phenomenal President's Day, wherever you are. Hope you head off. I didn't. LiveX, it's not a holiday at LiveX, so we are working on President's Day, as we are here as well on Cheesehead TV. Hope you all had a good weekend. Hope you're all relaxing. Uh, not a ton of news, clearly, after the Aaron Jones restructure on Friday. Pretty quiet throughout the weekend. However, today is contract void day. That's right. Um, lots of void years that have been added on to contracts previously become uh, due today, essentially voiding contracts for a number of guys, which will result in $16.4 million worth of dead money, uh, including contracts for Adrian Amos, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Mason Crosby, and Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon, his second year in a row, counting towards dead cap money. Um, 16.4 million dead cap going to be slated to 2023, barring some unreported extension that hasn't come out yet while I go live. Don't think that's going to happen. All those guys will now be slated to become free agents. The Packers can still resign them at any moment. However, more than likely, they will be hitting the free agent market. Um, just to put that into perspective, the 16.4 million, last season, the Packers had roughly $22 million worth of dead cap space or dead cap charges led by Zadarius Smith, with a little over $11 million dead cap hit while playing for the Minnesota Vikings. Other guys included Billy Turner and Kevin King, along with a few others, including Robert Tunyon, who are counting towards dead cap while either with other teams or not playing at all. So the Packers are moving in a decent direction as far as getting that number down. Uh, however, uh, obviously, they're continuing to use void years in these contracts. They did it just on Friday with Aaron Jones adding a void year to that deal, which already had a void year on it. So they're not out of the woods yet, probably won't be for a number of years. However, there could be some relief coming next year with the new media deals expected to you know, increase the salary cap significantly. I don't think it's going to wipe this stuff off the books just yet. I don't think any Packers fans should expect that, but it should give them a little bit of relief. Um, all of that said, all those guys set to become free agents, I suspect, like Adrian Amos, Dean Lowry, Randall Cobb, um, Mason Crosby, I would suspect they've all played their last downs in green and gold. And I, it feels, you know, unceremonious to say that like somebody about somebody like Mason Crosby, but uh, that would be my suspicion. I think there's a chance they bring back Jerron Reed. I think Randall Cobb, potentially, if Aaron Rodgers is back, he could be back big dog as well. But we'll have to wait and see how this uh, decision from Rogers and then the resulting fallout plays out. Um, with that said, the bit of news out of the way, I wanted to talk a little bit. I wanted to start with a little bit about Preston Smith, who I think is going to be a pretty damn important player for the green Bay Packers in 2023. I think he had a solid year last year, not a great year, but he had a better year than he's had in his kind of weird trajectory career wise, where every other year he is up or way down when it comes to his production. Last year, he was decent. He had eight and a half sacks, 20 quarterback hits. And what's interesting is that he got more productive after Rashawn Gary kind of went down. Five sacks and nine quarterbacks hit hits in a stretch of five games late in the season. That is well after Rashawn was out of the picture. Preston stepped up. However, you know, the, the unfortunate part of that is he was pretty, quite, pretty quiet the last two games, especially that final game against Detroit when they really needed him. He kind of was MIA. Um, 
He also missed way too many tackles last year. And I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. I think he'd probably agree. You turn on the tape. He missed way more tackles this year than he has in previous seasons. And that's something that has to get corrected and has to get turned around. Now, all of that said, I still think he's a really good football player. And like I said, I think he had a solid year last year. But the Packers are going to need him to be more than solid in 2023 while Rashawn Gary returns from this injury. I know Kingsley Enigbari had a really promising rookie year, and I do expect him to take a step. But man, you know, there is not a whole lot depth chart wise, and I don't suspect there will be much coming in the way of free agency help when it comes to the edge position. I have little doubt they will target it in the draft, but that's a crapshoot at best. They are going to need Preston Smith to play like out of his mind next year. And he is definitely going to have to hold down the fort while Rashawn Gary uh, is returning from injury. Now, like I just said, he did do some of his best work later in the season after Rashawn was down. He's got to do so against better competition. He feasted on some poor offensive lines, not strictly, but you know, that was where some of that production came from. Um, he did a really good job against the run. He is a beast when it comes to setting an edge. He doesn't get fooled easily. A lot of the kind of, motion and trying to like get guys to take false steps that doesn't really work on Preston he is a really uh disciplined football player but he's got to produce at a higher level next year especially the first part of the year while they're waiting for Rashawn to get back and I don't say this you know out of malice I don't say this out of like he's you know he had a poor year again I think he had a good year but he's got he has got to hold it down uh given their cap situation and the idea that it's going to be very difficult to bring in you know, much help. Uh, he is going to have to be the shining star, so to speak, until they get Rashawn back. And I think he's up for it. Like I said, you know, he's he's been productive and he's got the tools. We've seen him do it. He just got to get they got to get more out of him next year. And I think he's got he's got it in him to give him that. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all, all doing well. What's up, TikTok? How you doing? Uh, hey, Aaron Rodgers come out of darkness yet? No, no, he has not. Not that I've seen anyway. I, lo I love Ian starting the chat with just trade Rodgers already. <clears throat> Would that it were that simple? Ryan, thanks for the super chat. What do you think will happen first? Bucks host the NBA All-Star Game or the Packers host the NFL Draft? Ooh, that's a good question. I know they've been chomping at the bit to get the draft in Green Bay. Thought we were close a couple years ago, but... That can seems to have been kicked by the NFL as the event has gotten bigger and bigger. I know Detroit was just awarded the NFL draft in a year that I think the Packers were hoping to, you know, get it, get it in Green Bay. Man, I don't know. I don't know any the first thing about the NBA or the mechanics or politics around the NBA All-Star game. So I couldn't really say. I just know the Packers have been close with the draft, and I do think it will happen. I know there's been a lot of kind of hand-wringing and, and worrying about the hotel situation, the size of the event. It's become so big. I mean, they regularly pull 200,000-plus people, you know, at these events now, these NFL drafts, wherever they've been, whether down in Dallas and in Chicago and Philadelphia. You know, I think the Packers will have to, you know, allay some fears with the league that they're going to be able to handle that kind of crowd. But I do think it'll happen eventually. I think they'll have to rope in – you know, they'll make it part of Wisconsin. They'll, they'll have shuttles most likely like from Milwaukee to get people up. I would guess um, because that's a whole hell of a lot of people for Green Bay to host on its own. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Paul, what's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, 
Dan, thank you for the super chat. Do you think Quay Walker will have a target on his back next season because of the pushing? Thank you for 1010 content. Oh, that's really nice of you to say. Thank you so much. And thanks for the support with the super chat. No, I don't think he will. I think, I don't think people will have a target on his back. I don't think defenders or opponents will have a target on his back, like to, to try to injure him or anything like that. Now, could teams go after him trying to goad him into overreacting? That's a possibility. And there's zero doubt, you know, that you spend the week doing your homework on guys. And if you know Quay is quick triggered like that, right? Anytime post scrum, right? Like the whistle is just, the echo of the whistle is just ended. Maybe you give him a little extra shove to try and get him to react, you know, along the sideline. Do, you know, maybe you try to brush up against him after the whistle, just trying to get a reaction. Could that be in play? It wouldn't surprise me. You know, he, he he is going to have to learn to control that aspect of his his game, his emotions, etc. And he's talked a good game about it. I mean, he was absolutely you know contrite after the incident against Detroit. Uh, but he's going to have to put those words into action. And yes, I think teams will test him a little bit. ADF, thanks for the super chat. What are your expectations if love takes over? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think because of the fact that they've kicked the can so many years trying to get back to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, if they were to transition to Jordan Love, you look at their salary cap situation and what they're going to be able or not be able to do to you know, provide support or bring in help or whatever. It's mostly going to be draft driven. It's going to be a building process. You know, I think the playoffs are a goal. How realistic that will be, I have no idea until I see the final kind of roster, right? But yeah, I think you got to tamper down those expectations. You certainly aren't sitting here going, oh, they're going to go to the Super Bowl in Love's first season as a starter. And I understand it's title town, and I understand championships are what it's all about. But realistically, yeah, the first season under Jordan Love, especially given their situation, it's going to be half, having to be the start of building something. And hopefully getting experience with Jordan, with Christian Watson, with uh, Toure, and and Dobbs and that offense really gelling and probably operating a little differently uh, all while the defense hopefully finds a little bit more consistency. Um, now, look, do I want them to win a Super Bowl? Of course. Absolutely. A thousand percent. But realistically, Jordan Love is a first year starter playing 17 games. The playoffs are the goal. I mean, that, that's I don't think that's being uh, unkind. I don't think that's telling tales out of school. I think that's realistic. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm -hmm. 
Let's see. How much worse can we do with love? Super Bowl is the only goal each season, and we haven't achieved that with Rodgers the last 12 seasons. Time to move on. I know a lot of people share that sentiment, sideline report. Um, I said last year it was time to move on from Rodgers simply because they had been trying and trying and trying and just haven't been able to close the deal. And I think the last two seasons prior to this season really summed it up. You know, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen these final these last two years, and it didn't. And rather than hanging on, rather than just kind of gripping the edge of the cliff, hoping you can get back to a Super Bowl, I'd much rather start down in the valley and try to build myself up and get back to the mountaintop with my new guy. And that's the difference. That's the whole difference. You know, and the more they kick this can, the more they have this dead money issue, the more they're trying to like juggle a million different things to try and make it work with 12 the harder they're making it on themselves and they eventually have to turn the page because that's coming regardless you know that moment will arrive so that i think like i said i think a lot of people agree with your sentiment there uh, what else we got here folks am i coming to indy for the combine yes ryan i am i will be having a tweet up during the week probably on thursday night i'm not quite sure yet on the day uh, but most likely Thursday evening, I'll be doing some kind of gathering. Uh, it'll be downtown. Last year, we had people driving out um, another part of India. This time, I'm going to try and keep it downtown. Um, but yes, tweet up in Indy, most likely Thursday evening. Uh, I'll have the information here on the YouTube community page. We'll have it on the website and on the Patreon and carry the G, all that. We'll make sure everybody knows uh, what's going on and when. Um, looking forward to it. I always love my time in Indy. I always love the combine. It's always fun. Uh, as for the rookie class of last year, who do you see taking a big year two jump? Sean Ryan. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's hard to go back from where he was his rookie year, right? Um, interestingly, I you know what's funny is I think we'll see a big jump from Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, Christian Watson obviously has got this insane ceiling. Um, the athleticism jumps off the page of the screen. Uh, you do not doubt that Zach Tom will be in the mix. I do not doubt for a moment that he will fight for a starting job, if not win one. I think, you know, Quay Walker, I think you saw all the excitement around his game, the athleticism. Devontae Wyatt, hopefully he earns, a, you know, at least a regular kind of part in the rotation, if not a starting gig. But for me, you look at Romeo Dobbs, you saw how good he can be throughout the preseason and even at you know spurts in the regular season. But I tell you what, you start getting consistency out of that kid, and he was very inconsistent last year. You start getting him consistently involved and get consistent production and involvement in the offense, you're going to see a big, big jump, and I'm really excited for it. Now, as I always talk about when we talk about jumping from year one to year two, it really comes down to the player. You know, the team can do so much as far as what they're allowed to do in the offseason, you know, and then what they're asking guys to do within the offense, their work as far as studying the scheme and putting that into practice on the kind of walkthrough stuff when they put it on its feet. But ultimately, the work that really counts and will have these guys taking that big jump from year one to year two is what they're doing right now. It's what they're doing away from the cameras, away from the facility when they're on their own and they're left to their own devices, are they working? Are they grinding? Are they doing it? And I'm not saying they can't have lives. I can't say, I'm not saying they can't go on vacation or whatever, but man, this is the time when the dudes who go and make that big jump from year one to year two, this is it right now. The work you're putting in, those are the guys that do it. 
So I'm excited to see who hits the ground running next season. ADF, what's up? Thanks, man. I hope the Vikings release Z and he gets just as spiteful to them as he is towards Green Bay and plays them and sacks Kirk eight times. Man, I love Zadarius. I, I, I understand that it ended poorly in Green Bay, but I love him as a player. And I said it last summer when he was, you know, talking the junk. And even after that first game, when he was, you know, really happy about beating the Packers, whatever, man, he's one of the, he's great when he's on your team. And he doing the same things in Minnesota that he was doing his first year in Green Bay, as far as really winning over the fans and trying to change the culture. And I, I have no animosity towards Z. None. And I get lots of Packers fans don't like him, but man, I get it. Man, if Cheesehead TV released me, you damn well better believe I'd be signing with like Packers Wire to try and get back with them, back at them. Hell yeah, I'd be, I'd be sticking it to Corey Banky. That's what I'd be doing. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Will AJ Dillon get a second contract from the Packers? Ooh, good question. I think a big part of it is how he plays this season. Um, you know, I think you're going to look at the totality of the body of work rather than just what has he done lately. I think he definitely took a step back production-wise this year. But as I've said often, and will continue to say, uh, I think the Packers didn't do him any favors with how they utilized him. Um, but I think they will look at the to, you know total body of work all four years, and then you know probably if he's productive and gets back to looking like his old self, hopefully with the help of the scheme, uh, there's a good chance. I think they love him as a player. They love him as a person. He absolutely carries the G and represents the team off the field the way you want. Um, they just need a little bit more production out of him. And I think it would help if, uh, like I said, they utilized him a little bit uh, in a much better way. MR Hull, thanks to Super Chat. Nags, absolutely love what you do here. Keep up the great work. What are your essential reads for Packers fans, and what are your personal faves? Thank you so much. It's really complimentary. Thank you. Um, I actually did a video last year of a ton of books, ton of Packers books that uh, I've read numerous times, books I love. Uh, my all-time favorite is definitely When Pride Still Mattered by David Marinus. You can't beat it. It is not just a great Packers book. It is a great biography of a great man by a great writer. You can't beat it. It's one of the best things you will ever read. And I'm talking like anything. It's such a good piece. It's just absolutely fantastic read. Um, of course, the other books I adore, um, Vince Lombardi on football. Uh, that's an old school uh, volume. Obviously, I just got a copy of the original finally after I've had the reprinted edition forever. Uh, Instant Replay, that's a, that's a classic you got to read. And of course, the more modern, the Cliff Crystal book that came out well, now two years ago, got to read that. Um, and People's Team, Mark Beach's book, got to read that. And uh, Life After Favre. Um, the great book on the transition from Favre to Rogers, highly recommended. There are a ton of, there are a ton of others I'm not mentioning here just because I don't want to take the whole time talking about books, but those are all worth your time and worth a read. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. I wish they would have the draft two or three weeks after the combine. I hate that they drag stuff out. Yeah, but that's what the pack, you know, the Packers, the NFL want to do. You know, the whole point of the schedule in the off season is to make sure and to ensure that it is as close to, you know, 365 days a week as possible for the NFL. They have the longest offseason. They want to make sure that they're in the headlines as much as possible throughout it. You know, I mean, it's so funny now when we're on social media and we have all these on this day in Packers history, or NFL history, 
like, and they're like, the Packers won the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl, and it's like not even Wild Card Weekend yet in the NFL these days. You know, it's so funny how they've slowly and surely. I mean, they're. I remember when I was a kid, and people would talk about, you know, the NFL really wants to expand their uh, season deep enough so that they get the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend. And back then, I thought that was insane. This year, they're a week away from doing it. That's nuts to me. I just had that realization the other day. I was like, I remember when that sounded insane and impossible. And now they're literally a week away, which, by the way, is probably coming when they get that 18th game, which you know the owners are gunning for. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun having Monday off after the Super Bowl. Uh, what do we do at tight end this year? Good question, TikTok. Uh, pray? No, I I suspect, and I know Tunyon is set to be a free agent after they didn't renegotiate or restructure his deal uh, prior to today. I think they'll bring Tunyon back on a team-friendly deal, something with incentives. I think, I'm. this is my guess, is that he is ready to kind of regain the form we saw a few years ago. There's little doubt in my mind that he was playing much, much better the last month of the season and looked much more like the kind of really productive Robert Tunyon we saw a few years ago rather than the guy who struggled out the gate in 2021 and then hurt himself. Um, clearly, coming back from a major injury is always an issue. It's always going to take a certain amount of time. Guys recover in different kind of time frames. Man, you talk about a guy who knows the scheme. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to know where to be. And is a really good pass catcher. I mean, that's the thing. Is Yes, he has to work on his blocking a little bit, and I think he's gotten better in that regard. But, man, that's a valuable piece that you can probably get for under market value, which is what you need to do when you're in the cap situation the Packers are in. So I think Tunyon is most likely back. But on top of that, I think they got to draft one. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to sit here and tell you they're going to draft somebody at 15. I think I'd be very surprised if that happened. But some point, probably day two or day three, they'll they'll add to the position. Well, that'll be my guess right now. Uh, what else we got? What else we got, folks? ADF, thanks, man. I have these jerseys, so I'm just like you. <laughs> I hear you, man. He was great. I loved him. He and, and Preston with the co-interviews in the locker room. Stuff was great. Loved it. Uh, Z had half a sack over the last seven games. Oh, I know. He was uh, blanked in that uh, Packers game. I love it. AJ needs a run blocking center in front of him. Mick, I think he just needs better blocking in general. And they they utilized him on so much zone stuff that, look, I think he can be productive with those zone runs out of shotgun. He's done it before. Go back and look at the tape against Tennessee on that snowy night his rookie year. He runs a bunch of zone in that game, and he's really productive, and it's great to watch, and you're really you know excited about it. But, man, they were not as good up front this season at all. Oftentimes, when Z, or, sorry, when AJ was getting the ball. So, yeah, it, would it help to have better play at center? No question about it. And that's why I've said a couple of times, um, you know, Josh Myers has to have competition this year. But I think across the board, and again, I don't think I'm – being unfair here, I think across the board, they need to be better, especially the interior. You know, I think that's where they need a lot more consistency because I do think there were so many times when AJ would get to the line of scrimmage and there was just nothing available for him, you know? So that's definitely uh, in the cards for next season. 
Run to Daylight is a good read. It is. Run to Daylight. It's a classic. Got to have it. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 